Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. We we are back. We are. As promised last week. Yes, uh, we are Whiskey and Wonder. I'm Tyler. And I'm Megan. You just saw that flash up on the screen if you're on YouTube. If not, I suggest go check it out on YouTube. For sure. Uh, we are Whiskey and Wonder. Every week we get together, we review whiskey, and we teach the other something that has made us wonder. Yes. So, uh, we got some good stuff going on today. Um, a whiskey I'm excited to do, and I'm, I know Megan's excited about her topic. Um, I don't think we have too terribly much in terms of announcements. Um, check out the Patreon. Uh, you can vote for the Infinity Bottles. That's basically where we make our own uh, blends. Uh, you and you pick. You can pick whether we like it, dislike it, whatever. If you want to be unkind to us, pick the things we don't like. Um, so uh, you can do that on Patreon. It's Whiskey and Wonder. or it's, I'm sorry. It's patreon.com slash Whiskey and Wonder. I'm out of practice reading all this stuff. It's in the show <laughs> notes as well. Uh, check us out at whiskeyandwonder.com where uh, you can see all sorts of stuff. You can see the bourbons or um, the whiskeys because we've done more than just bourbons. You can yes. see all the different types <laughs> of whiskeys we've done, what episode we did them in, and what Megan and I each rated them. Uh, that's actually going to be really useful for us uh, as we'll be doing our whiskey of the year, uh, the best one we liked in 2022, uh, coming up really soon. Yeah, in just a couple weeks. Yep. So... Uh, definitely check out whiskeyandwonder.com. We also have uh, like a little shop page over there where you, we can get uh, some T-shirts and stickers and stuff like that. We got a full-size run, so check that out. If you want to follow us, uh, if you want to check us out on YouTube, just search Whiskey and Wonder. We're not that lady's song. We're the podcast. We we existed before the song. Yes. Um, if you want to get a hold of us on social media or just contact us, uh, just search out at Whiskey Podcast on Instagram or contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. And there's a contact page on the website as well. Um, All this information is also down in the show notes for those of you guys uh, listening on podcast apps and yep. stuff. And on YouTube, it'll be in the show notes as well. We've got all the all the places you can donate, all the places you can uh, follow us on social media and see our cool stuff. So mm -hmm. that's all down below. And with that, I think let's just, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I want to thank everybody that uh, donates and does support us. For almost, sure. Yep, we're, we're a little rusty right now. Coming back after a hiatus. If you missed the reason for that, go check out last week's episode. Uh, we called it Whiskey Rebirth. Wonders Rebirth. Yep. yep. So, um, But yeah, to everybody that, that donates and has donated and, and has been with us through that hiatus, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, your support. Seriously, yep. thank you so much, everyone still around and all new people and everything. Thank you, uh, thank you for donating and liking, subscribing, Patreons, all the amazing things you guys make this possible, especially when life happens. So yeah, thank you, absolutely. And and I, uh, also shout out to the people that commented on last week's episode, Megan. I don't know if you saw any of those, but there were some very supportive comments from some folks, and we really appreciate Aww. you guys. Thank um, you guys. So. On that note, we'll move it on in, move it on down the road. The open segment. That seemed really loud for me. I think my headphone volume was just up. It was not very loud for me, so Okay. 
All right. Um, Megan, what's been going on? You had a bunch of uh, bunch of stuff to drop on us last week, so yeah. I mean, compared to last week, life is smooth sailing. Um, I mean, it's it's been uh, pretty pretty good, pretty normal. Um, I dyed my hair last night, kind of spur of the moment decision. That wasn't really my decision. Um, I was wrapping Christmas gifts and, uh, Jamie literally walked over to me and like just had hair dye in her hand and just went smack right on my head. So she decided it was time to dye my hair and we dyed my hair. Um, and I will, I don't, uh, it doesn't really pick up right on YouTube. This color. It's like a, uh, if if you're on YouTube and you see Megan's shirt, there's a green monster on it, and her shirt is blue. If you combine those, those two, two colors, colors that's, that's what the what color is. Be. And the the cameras cameras just are not picking up this color right. Yeah. It is it is like a very vibrant teal green. It's very very pretty. I have no idea. No, even with that's a little closer, but it's still not not quite right. Uh, it's very pretty. We'll never get it to be this color ever again. Um. But yeah, so dyed my hair, um, enjoyed a delicious homemade meal, which I get those all the time now, which is super exciting and wonderful. Um, the real exciting news is going to come um, next week because I am scheduled to get a tattoo on Wednesday. So I will have some new ink when uh, when we meet up. Well, no, next Sunday is Christmas. Tyler. Oh dear. Tyler, next Sunday is Christmas Day. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> just a heads up. <laughs> we need to do some planning because uh, I guess I need to make this announcement here. Uh, I know we just came back, but I don't think I'll be here the following Sunday. Um, I, I, I'll have to check those dates. I mean, but it I'm, is Christmas. I will be, uh, I, bel- I might be back. Sunday evening, but I'm probably not going to feel like doing. Probably not doing whiskey and wonder on a Sunday evening. So um, maybe that's something we can get out on a on that Monday. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. So we'll we'll see. We gotta we gotta figure that out. But uh, yeah, next next Sunday's Christmas. I am nowhere near done Christmas shopping. I think I have at least two more gifts to get, Oof. and I have fifty dollars left to get through the end of the month. So. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I hate this month. I hate Christmas. I hate all of it. It costs. It's just a capitalistic. Uh, not that I have any issue with capitalism. It's just a damn racket to get you to buy more cons- consumerism. That's the word I was looking for. It's consumeristic bullshit that I can't stand. But anyway, I have a couple more presents to buy, and then I have to decide if I want to eat or get gas for the rest of the month. So, thankfully, I'm hosting Christmas, so I don't have to travel. But I, damn, I don't know what to say to that other than, like, damn. Yeah, well, shit happens. Um, Yeah, my week's been kind of progressively better and then worse at the same time. I was sick last week um, and then proceeded to slowly get better. Um I I took a COVID test right as I started getting sick, and it was negative. And then it turned out some people I was around ended up testing positive for COVID, so now I'm terrified I gave them COVID, 
even though I tested negative. But I mean, did you take more than one test or just one? I just took the one. I mean, you... I only had one. Oh, shit. You can false yeah, negative, I know. so... Shelby was like, a couple days later, she was like, oh, yeah, I false negative when she was... I don't know, whenever she had it last year in California. And she's like, I took a homemade test or a home test, and it was negative, and then I took a, a test at a pharmacy, and it was, it was positive. positive. And I was like, well, shit. I wonder I if you had COVID. I might have. Sorry if I gave you COVID. If not... I mean, they weren't that bad, so. Ugh. So hopefully, hopefully nobody got COVID. Um, hopefully that was just a random coincidence. That, I hope so. Yeah, it was really only one person I was around, so, and they they're around a lot of people, so. But, yeah, so I I've still got the cough, but other than that, I'm still. I'm doing a lot better. It's it's no longer in my head and in my sinuses, which is the key for me. Mm-hmm. Um. It's, it was a miserable start to the week. I was pretty exhausted uh, going to work and busting my ass at work. I mean, you were pretty, it sounded pretty bad last week. So, yeah. last yeah. Sunday when we recorded our little Friday rebirth. and Saturday. Yeah, last Friday and Saturday was, was the worst. But Yeah, so uh, that's basically it. That's all that's pretty much happened in my life. It's been a boring week. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Boring is maybe good. Yeah. Especially around the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. In December it is. So, unfortunately, I have uh, a heck of a January to follow it up, too. Like a good January? No. No, my family has a bunch of birthdays in January. Oh, they do. I forgot about that. Yeah, and I just got my freaking HOA dues that I have to pay in January, and they've gone up. I hate HOAs. Oh, I do, too. They're the scum of the earth. Such bullshit. It, you own the house. You own your property. Why the fuck? You should be able to I really paint know. a dick on your yard, lawn. Do it. Do I, it. I really want to know what happens if I just don't pay it. I mean, can they? I, I don't, don't know. I imagine there's some kind of legal or fine or some bullshit they can do. But that's so stupid. It's like it's like adult PTA. It's just a popularity club, I feel like. I don't know. I just... Uh, I, Good luck finding a home around here that's not an HOA is the problem. So anyway, I'm I'm done bitching. I'll uh, unless you have anything else, we'll go ahead and talk about this whiskey. I'm excited for it. I yeah, I'm ready for the whiskey. Let's bring it on. All right. Opening the bottle. All right. So Tyler, you're gonna have to it, explain what this whiskey is, and then I'll read about the company. All right. So. I found a barrel pick at uh, our local, one of our local ABC stores. So it is Elijah Craig single barrel, uh, as you can see here on YouTube, if you're listening, as you can imagine. Um, It is a private barrel. It's a single barrel, obviously. It was picked by uh, the Charlotte bartender, or it it is labeled as the Charlotte bartender's pick number two. So some organization of... Bartenders in Charlotte got together and picked this barrel. It's barrel number uh, 6084853. It was in Rickhouse F44. It was aged 10 years. It is uh, 47%, or I'm sorry, it's 94 proof, 47% volume. Um, yeah, so this is not something you're going to be able to go pick off the shelf unless you happen to find it in a ABC store in the Charlotte area. Yep. So, 
you guys are just going to have to be along for the ride. That means we don't have any notes to look up, so. It's just what Tyler and I say it is, and we're right. <laughs> Always. Um, I don't think we've done an Elijah Craig whiskey before, so uh, let's talk a little bit about this company. Reverend Elijah Craig was a Baptist preacher, an educator, and an entrepreneur who built the first paper and wool mill- mills in Georgetown, Kentucky. But for all his industries, it was his gift as a distiller and an innovator that brought him his greatest acclaim. While we draw inspiration from parts of Elijah Craig's story as a distiller, a critical component of this history are the enslaved people who made major contributions to bourbon. Elijah Craig was an enslaver, relying upon enslaved people to run his distilling and broader business operations. Uncovering the identities and roles of these laborers How they contributed to the birth of the bourbon industry and the legacy their families left is a critical mission of our brand today. Elijah Craig is actively engaged in academic research with the University of Kentucky's Commonwealth Institute for Black Studies and Central Kentucky Slavery Initiative, as well as other initiatives to not only share a more transparent and inclusive account of our past, but to also make make America today a more just and equitable country. In 1789, Elijah Craig became the first distiller to age his whiskey in new charred oak barrels. Some claim that an accidental fire charred his barrels and changed the whiskey inside. Others say he stored his whiskey in former sugar barrels and was impressed with how the charring improved the flavor. However it happened, Elijah Craig knew he had discovered something great. He continued to refine the barrel charring process, imparting smooth, rich flavor to the spirit that would become known as bourbon. 250 years later, he is still known as the father of bourbon, and we craft our bourbon today using the same time-honored methods. So I've been sniffing away at this, and frankly, it's very bourbon um, it's vanilla, oak, caramel. And, um, I didn't get a ton of caramel. I got more vanilla. Um, and then I got cherry. Definitely cherry. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting a dark. I might be getting some sort of dark fruit. Hold on, I need a. Yeah, yeah. No, I need to smell a little bit more. I I got cherry. It reminded me of like a. a Almost kind of like that cherry, like a wild cherry Pepsi cherry. So, um, but I definitely, definitely, first thing I noticed was the vanilla and oaky, oaky flavor. So I imagine there's probably some char uh, flavor to it once you, and once we actually drink it, but. Um, I agree with you for the most part, Tyler. This is very... Very bourbony. Um, vanilla, oak. I'm getting some caramel. I do get a dark fruit. I don't know if it's cherry. This isn't does this doesn't smell very medicine-y to me. And normally cherry gives me medicine vibes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, that but, so maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of what it went to to me is more like a more like a sweet cherry. Mm. Like that wild cherry Pepsi kind of smell. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to sip it here in a second and see if that's still the same um, flavor we pick up. What we're supposed to be smelling is exactly what the fuck we said. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is exactly what we're supposed to be smelling. <coughs> Considering we don't have, uh, you know, nobody's written this particular barrel up. Yep, no, no, no one with more expertise and experience than us. So we're right, and uh, this is the official tasting notes. I am curious to see what Elijah Craig's single barrel. Oh, if I had been smart and good at my job, I would have had it pulled up and seen their like regular. Yeah, I'm, smells. I'm curious um, to see. So some of the Elijah Craig single barrels are aged for 18 years. This is not. This is only aged for 10. It cost me about 50 bucks. Um, so. I want to say this is more plum than cherry. I don't know what a plum taster smells like, so that might be right. Okay. That's what I'm going to... Uh, I'm saying this is more plummy than cherry um. Oh, okay. Well, this person ha- also has a uh, single barrel, and their nose was um, uh, vanilla, caramel, uh, some melted chocolate with hints of grated orange peel, cinnamon spice, and a tiny bit of ash. Mm, I can get behind the vanilla and caramel. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the only thing I have, uh, I could agree with. I so. want to smell chocolate, but I even like trying to like force my brain to, it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, looking at another one. Ooh. Ooh. The nose starts off uh, with lots of fruit, brown sugar, and toasted wood. Uh, there's also a big note of sour cherry and bright vanilla cream. Um. So apparently this person's, uh, this is, yeah, this is Elijah Craig's single barrel. Um, so there's, it's kind of hit or miss, just kind of gauging what other people have, have gotten from other barrels. So, uh, I don't think I'm as crazy now for thinking it had some cherry in it. So Megan just took a sip. She's contemplating. Um, first thing I want to say after one sip is bland. Um, not initially hit with a ton of flavor. Um, I'm obviously going to have to sip more because it was very, that initial first taste was very like mellow, very boring. Yeah. The thing that sticks out to me is on the back end, what's Mm -hmm. lingering in my, in my, on my tongue and in my mouth is, um, definitely oaky, a little bit of char flavor. Um, um, <coughs> excuse me as I cough up a lung. Um, I'm definitely getting, you know, I got a little bit of sweet in there, a little bit of of that fruity flavor, uh, but it kind of went by so fast. You know, much like Megan, I need to sip it again. Yeah. Um, so second sip go around, I'm getting a lot of like citrus initially. Um like maybe some some orange peel or orange zest, um, and then it kind of kind of sour makes me think maybe lemony, um, but not maybe that's not right. It, it's just it's puckery sour, like I'm not gonna pucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I I definitely got I can get behind a little bit of citrus in there. Um 
Definitely got a little bit of sweetness, but it was like very fleeting a right very, at the beginning. Yeah, very quickly gone. Um, so, yeah, I would say the over overwhelming for me, it it it. Megan's right. It's bland on the tip of the tongue. There's, uh, you know, a quick fleeting sweetness, um, even a little fleeting spice mm-hmm. that kind of. I'm just noticing this. The spice kind of comes and goes. Um, it comes, goes, and then comes back. Um, you know, it, it's spicy. It's gone. And then as it's as I've been talking, I haven't taken a sip for about a minute now, I'm getting some of the spice back in the back. Kind of, of as it, yeah. it like kind Alo- of creeps yeah. back in. Along with the, um, you know, that lingering oaky, hmm. slightly char, charred flavor. So Definitely... Yeah, oaky char. I not as sweet as I was ex- would expect from a bourbon, um, because it is so fleeting. It's like just you get a little bit of like dusting of sweet, and then it's gone. It's and like I, right as I swallow, yeah. I get a little sweet, but it quickly goes like, to the one hundred percent, one hundred percent, for show. Yep. Um. So that's uh, that's interesting, and uh, that is exactly what we're supposed to be tasting. Fact. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, I am going to see what some of the other people... Say about the taste? Yeah, see what All they right. say about the taste, just well, to kind of compare. Um, yeah. I'm going to go back to the one that had cherry, <laughs> just because that makes me feel better about myself. Fair. Um, uh, palette's gentle and oaky with more wood than I expected. Yep. Agree. Yep. The ethanol yeah. sits on the front of the tongue, but quickly disappears as you move into the finish. Uh, this makes it feel bright on the front palate while leaving more oak and nuts in the back palate. I would agree with that. Uh, bright, I wouldn't agree yeah, with. Yeah, bright, maybe not as much, but but definitely. The back end is yeah. definitely more oak. Oak and he says nutty, I say chari. Wow, okay. So this says the nuttiness comes alive the longer you sip with notes of peanuts and almonds coming through. Oh. Uh, this is an amount. Uh, it's a bit watered down. Uh yeah he 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 okay so it, it feels a bit watered down compared to what the nose offered so um that I I would one hundred percent agree with feels watered down compared to what the nose offered yep and he's got the or they oh. he or she has the finish as uh, notes of apples lemon zest mixed with peanuts and oak okay I got some of my f- dark fruit whether it's cherry or plum or Whatever. I got some of my dark fruit when I I kind of had a little bit sitting on my tongue and I opened my mouth to like talk to you guys and like through my teeth I got a little bit of dark fruit. Um but I I uh Yeah, um I'm looking at this other one, the first the first one I looked at, the one that said they got some chocolate and orange peel and cinnamon and uh they they said their palate um it was basically nuts oaks nuts oak spice and baker's chocolate um and then theirs had some candy bar flavors like nougat and vanilla um but i'm not getting too too much of that Mm-mm. these are no. definitely different barrels so you know we're we're just kind of using this as a reference here but Interesting. I think it's very interesting how different barrels can be so different. so different. Yep. So different. Well, 
Megan, unless you have anything else, we'll, uh, no, um, I'm going to keep on sipping on it and, uh, let's move on. This might be a shorter wonder segment than, um, I normally do, but, uh, it's going to be a good one. So let's jump into it. All right. It's time for the wonder segment. So, as I'm sure to the shock of no one, I'm obsessed with Stranger Things, especially now with season four, because it has been the season with the most Dungeons and Dragons, arguably. More than that, though, the storytelling has been wonderful. Set in the 80s, a constant antagonist has been the Soviet Union. To avoid spoilers, I'll say that a couple of main characters spent this season in Russia, imprisoned in a gulag. And I realized that, despite inappropriate jokes, I have never looked into Soviet prisons. So, in the spirit of Stranger Things, I decided to find something similar-esque to learn about. Today, we are going to learn about one of the worst places that existed in Soviet Russia. A secret hidden for more than 50 years. Today, we are going to learn about the Nazino tragedy, better known as Cannibal Island. Russia in the 1930s was full of famine and disease. Joseph Stalin was on a rampage, deporting and imprisoning anyone he thought could be a threat to his regime. That included everyone from political opponents to military personnel to random peasants on the street. Still, that wasn't enough to satisfy Stalin, so he decided the best course of action was to literally eliminate entire classes of people. His idea was to mass deport these unwanted citizens to the barren wastelands of Siberia, where they'd be too busy attempting to survive the harsh conditions to start any sort of uprising. And in May of 1933, over 5,000 deportees were going to be left on Nazino Island, a tiny island in the middle of the Ob River. This grandiose plan first came from the brain of Genrik Yagoda, the head of the Russian secret police, and Metvey Berman, the head of the Gulag labor camp system, in February of 1933. They wanted to settle nearly two million people in various borderlands and for them to become self-sufficient within two years. Yagoda and Berman's plan was based on the experience of deporting two million kulaks and other agricultural workers to the same areas that had occurred in in the previous three years as part of the de-kulakization policy. However, unlike the previous plan, resources available to support the new plan were severely limited by an ongoing famine in the Soviet Union. Despite this, the new plan was approved by the Council of the People's Commissioners on March 11, 1933. Shortly after the plan's approval, the number of prospective deportees was reduced to 1 million. So the Soviet Union had established a passportization campaign, meaning that citizens of major cities were required to obtain an internal passport. This legal document would be used to identify where a person was allowed to work and various other markers that the Soviet Union liked to keep track of. The objective was to cleanse Moscow and other major cities of quote, undesirable, unquote, people. Undesirables could be anyone from peasants that had fled the famine in the countryside to the antisocial amongst us. 
So, oh, you, know. you don't like people. Go to Gulag. <laughs> Basically. You don't <laughs> like starving in rural village. Go Gulag. To Gulag. Gulag for you. You all go to Gulag. Um, One day you are sitting in your house. You're watching Soviet Russia television, eating your Soviet Russia potato. You get knocked at the door. You Soviet Russia potato man, delivery potato. You open door. He's not Soviet Russia potato man. He's Soviet Russia KGB. He take your potato and throw you in gulag. <laughs> That's hysterical and factual. So all the better. <laughs> um, that is true Soviet Russian war story. <laughs> Facts. That's how a lot of these people ended up on Nezino Island. Um, most of the deportees for Yagoda and Berman's plan were people that hadn't been able to obtain one of these internal passports. You see, only the ideal citizen could be issued a passport. Um, and I'm sure you can use your imagination to figure out what exactly an ideal citizen meant to Soviet Russia. Um, and, uh, there, there were not very many ideal citizens, um, if you were in a counterculture at all, like, done, no. Um, I would have been thrown in gulag for making previous joke. Oh, you would have been... Decapitated. Deca yeah. <laughs> um, I would be thrown in gulag for doing this presentation on Russia. Um, fuck, uh... Bo would be thrown in gulag because he sucks his own dick sometimes. <laughs> like, he does not suck it. He licks it. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. And it's been a little while <laughs> since I've seen that, so I think he might have stopped. It came out of his teenage years. Okay. <gasps> we'll see. I don't trust you, Bo. You're a man. Once you start playing with it, you never stop. <laughs> um, no comment. So... Uh, yeah. Needless to say, between March and July of 1933, 85,937 people living in Moscow were arrested and deported because they lacked passports, and an additional 4,776 people living in Leningrad, which is modern-day St. Petersburg, were also deported. We do not want you anymore. Goodbye. Basically... Um, so these, uh, in May of 1933, over 6,000 people were deposited from barges onto this tiny little deserted island on, um, the Ob River. Um, and these deport, these deportees were dressed in the clothes that the police had detained them in on the streets. So like if you were wearing your... Pajamas, you were there in your pajamas. If you were in your work overalls, you were there in your work overalls. Like you, there, you had no, they didn't issue special jumpsuits or anything. You had what you had on your back. Um, and more than that, they did not have any bedding or tools to make temporary <coughs> shelter. So they tossed them on the middle of this island with literally the stuff they had on their ba back and was like, good luck. <laughs> Um, on the second day, the wind picked up and the temperature dropped below zero. And then it began to rain. Defenseless against the elements, all that the prisoners could do was sit around campfires or wander around the island in search of bark and moss. 
as no one had taken the trouble to provide them with any food either. So, no shelter, no food, no tools. No clothes. No clothes, nothing. You are... One less mouth to feed. Yep. <laughs> Here you go, sit on this island and wait to die. Um, on the fourth day, they were brought some rye flour, but just several hundred grams per person. Having received these meager rations, the people rushed to the river where they used their hats, foot wraps, jackets, and trousers as uh, containers to make some sort of semblance of porridge. So with this little itty bit of bitty, tiny bitty bit of flour they got, they like made a like cloth bowl and makes this itty bitty flour with this river water to try to get some sort of sustenance. Yep. That was my uh, attempt at... Uh, Hannibal uh, Lecter? Yeah. It was terrible. It was, but that's okay. You tried, and I knew what you were going for. Thank so you. Couldn't have been that bad. Uh, soon, hundreds of the deportees were dead. Hungry and freezing, they either fell asleep by campfires and burned alive, or they just died of exhaustion. Some also fell victim to the brutality of some of the guards who was, would randomly decide to beat people with their rifle butts. And escaping from that, quote, island of death, unquote, was impossible. It was surrounded by machine gun crews who immediately shot those who tried to flee. The first cases of cannibalism on Cannibal Island took place on the 10th day after deportees had been dumped there. The first across the line were the hardened criminals among them. Accustomed to surviving in brutal conditions, they formed gangs that terrorized the others. Residents of a nearby village became unwitting witnesses to the nightmare that was unfolding on the island. One peasant girl, who was just 13 at the time, recalled how a beautiful young woman was courted by one of the guards. Quote, When he left, people grabbed the girl, tied her to a tree, and stabbed her to death, eating everything they could. They were hungry and wanted to eat. All over the island, one could see human flesh being ripped, cut, and hung on trees. The clearings were littered with corpses. End quote. One prisoner by the name of Uglov said, quote, I was choosing those who were no longer alive, but not yet dead either. End quote. Um, and he said this as he was uh, testifying during interrogate interrogations that he was can like they accused him of being a cannibal, and this is what he said during these interrogations. You this could, is his story. <laughs> you could see that a person was a goner, that they would die anyway in a day or two, so it would be easier for them to die now, right away, instead of suffering for two or three more days. Theophila Bailina, another resident of the village of Nizino, recalled the deport. The deportees sometimes came to our apartment. Once an old woman came from the Death Island. She was being deported further. I saw the old woman's calves had been chopped off. When I asked, she said, they were cut off on Death Island and grilled. All the flesh on her calves had been cut off. Her legs were freezing all the time, and the woman wrapped them in rags. But she was able to walk, unaided. She looked old. But in reality, she was only in her early 40s. 
A month later, the hungry, sick, and exhausted people who had been surviving on tiny food rations occasionally distributed to them were evacuated from the island. However, their ordeal did not end there. They continued to die in the Siberian settlements, trying to survive on the meager rations in the cold and damp barracks that were not fit for living. In the end, of the 6,000 people, just over 2,000 survived their ordeal. And the tragedy would have remained unknown to anyone, apart from local residents, had it not been for Vasily Veliko, an instructor of the Naram District Committee of the Communist Party. He was sent to one of the labor settlements in July of 1933 to report on how the declassed elements were being successfully resettled there. But instead, he completely immersed himself in an investigation of what had happened. Veliko sent his detailed report, based on the testimony of dozens of survivors, to the Kremlin, where it created quite a stir. A special commission arrived... Blah, 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 sorry. A special commission that arrived in Nazino conducted a thorough investigation, finding 31 mass graves on the island, with 50 to 70 corpses in each. More than 80 deportees and guards were prosecuted, including 23 who were sentenced to capital punishment for looting and assault, and 11 for cannibalism. Once the investigation was over, the details of the case were classified. Together with Vasily Veliko's report, he lost his job as a party instructor, but was not subjected to further sanctions. Having become a war correspondent, he survived World War II and wrote several novels about the socialist transformations in Siberia, but he never dared to write about the island of death. The general public learned about the Nanzino tragedy only in the late 1980s, shortly before the collapse of the Soviet Union. Sorry. While Megan is finding her spot, I'm at a point where I want to put water in this, um, but I kind of don't want to put water in it yet. Why? I don't know. I feel like it's too early. I mean, <laughs> if you've been right. drinking it, put a couple drops yeah, in there. I put a couple drops in there. Now I will <clears throat> take a minute while so Megan can drink. I will disclose that I have had this whiskey. I have shared it with my my group of, of folks. Um, but I really honestly didn't remember what it tasted like. It's been that long ago, so... So in, ni- uh, in 1989, the Tomsk branch of the Memorial Human Rights Group sent an expedition to Nazino to gather oral histories. I went there from Tevernsky to cut hay. Nazino resident Tasia... <laughs> oh, fuck me. Tasia Chakaravaya told the memorial team about her trip to Nenzinski after the camp had been abandoned. I saw people washing their hands. I was holding my nose and thinking, what are they doing? They would wash their hands and then run back up. And I saw that they were collecting gold teeth. There was a state store then in Alexandrovsk, and took the go- they took the gold there. Anyone who had gold took it there. They had some nice clothes, macaroni... Good food. 
Veliko's report caused a sensation in Moscow. The Communist Party sent a special commission to Nenzino to investigate. The facts of the report were largely confirmed. Several officials of the former camp were, camp were reprimanded and sentenced to prison terms ranging from one to three years. Veliko's report was labeled secret and it was tucked away in the archives. Um, like I said, I, there is not a whole lot on Cannibal Island um, because Soviet, the Soviet Union tried to destroy a lot of um, the things they did. Um, but there is a documentary called Cannibal Island that is on, uh, Amazon Prime that you guys can check out that goes much more in depth, uh, and with a lot more information on the potentially worst, scariest gulag in, uh, the Soviet Union's history. So, like I said, not a whole lot about it, um... Not a whole lot of research. Uh, trying to find anything on it in depth was a lot. It was pretty hard. Well, I thought it was very informative. Something I did not know about. Yeah. Other than, you know, Call of Duty gulags. Yeah. And <laughs> Excuse me, and me joking around with my buddy Micah. Shout out if you ever hear this. Um, you know, I got to credit him for coming up with that. Um little soviet russian potato man thing did you just put soda no it's wa it is water that is slightly tinted with unsweet black tea Ew. that all right whatever uh all right on that nose uh nose on that <laughs> note guys we'll move it on Trivia with Tyler. <coughs> oh my god, yeah. I've been holding that cough in the entire time so I didn't interrupt the, the freaking <laughs> drop. All right, so at a risk, uh, we don't have, we haven't had very good luck, and I blame Megan, but I was actually going back and looking at when we started our, what, what you know, where, where we started our, our year, uh, and the topic was Betty White last year and she died shortly thereafter or no had she died right before that she died literally right before right i before did it. Okay. i did the all the research and everything while she was still alive yes and i like she died <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord all right so tyler's having a malfunction um his mic moving, just came yeah, off i was moving my microphone stand and the whole thing just de <laughs> detached from where it's supposed to attach to the desk in my hand so i was just sitting here holding my mic if you're on youtube definitely go check that out. if you're not on youtube go check that out um, um well the reason i bring that up is because i certainly think that we have a new sweetheart of america since betty white has passed obviously we have to put somebody in that role and i think Everything I hear everybody talk about that they love and cherish is Dolly Parton. Oh, no, don't. So don't. At, at the risk of killing Dolly Parton uh, or causing Dolly Parton to die, I don't want to say killing Dolly Parton. Um, she sleeps in makeup and washes it off in the morning just in case she has to go out in the middle of the night if a natural disaster strikes. So Dolly sleeps in her makeup because she always got to look good. I mean... 
I've read somewhere that um, <sighs> she's almost like incognito in her personal life because she doesn't have blonde hair. Yeah. And like she, if she just dresses down and like has her hair normal, like she just. She could walk around Dollywood and nobody and would know no it was Dolly. And no one knows it's Dolly. Yeah. So like, yeah, I get yeah. it, man. So, well, we're going to jump on. Uh, I don't think we're going to read any of the comments. We don't have any mail time, so. We'll go on to our final thoughts. All right. Final thoughts. So out of curiosity, why did you go, ugh? Is it because unsweet tea is the only type of tea? No, because you mix like just a little (laughs) bit of tea in with water and then you put it in whiskey. (laughs) I mean, it's unnoticeable. It's an unnoticeable amount. Okay, sure. (laughs) I don't believe you. Um, well, I would say I added some water to this and frankly, all it did for me, uh, it brought out a little bit of sweetness. Uh, well, let me, let me start by saying it muted everything, brought out a little bit of sweetness and a lot of spice. Okay. That's what it did for me. Okay. Um, but as after I had been drinking, uh, this whiskey, I smelled it, smelled it again and I definitely got more caramel than vanilla that time. So it it brought out the sweetness to me. Like it, it's far sweeter now. Um I yep. don't Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say definitely more spice to me. I get I, I get more sweetness, but I get way more spice. I don't know if I agree with that. I get more sweetness. But I don't. I don't think that I. Um, Maybe I didn't put enough water in. I get more sweetness, but I don't think I'm. I'm not really getting more spice. I just am getting a lot more sweetness. Okay. I definitely. The sweetness was on the front end. <clears throat> the spice was on the back end. So. Nope. 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 All right. Well. Oh. <coughs> I, oh, thank you. That was a cough, though. Um, I mean. Same difference. Yeah. Um. Well. I would like to just go ahead and I guess we'll go ahead and rate this. Um, overall, I, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't spectacular either. Yeah. So I'm going right down the middle. This is a solid five right down the middle. Um. I expected a little more, I will be honest, but. So I... I like it with water. Without water, it's not anything special for me. Um, the only reason why it brought up in points at all is because of the water. Like, I got some of that sweetness. But other than that, it was just kind of bleh. I think I'm going to call this one a three. Three. Yeah, it's, it's not the best. It's not the worst. But right. it's, it's pretty, pretty low. All right, well, you heard it here first. Megan gave it a three. Mm-hmm. A far cry from her tens. Yes. Um, so, we're going to, Megan and I have a little unplanned uh, chat we're going to have here that I didn't talk to her about at all, but we're going to do it on air. I'm on the spot. Because we need to keep everybody in the loop as well. Okay. Um. <clears throat> We will have two more Sundays 
including Christmas and New Year's Eve, yep. which I will not be here for New Year's Eve. So I think that puts us down for next week being our year end. And then we, because we did it on the 26th last year, I went back and looked. So. Okay. Just, mm-hmm. we can do that. It doesn't have to be. We can work out the details on that, but I think next week should be the... End of year special? End of year special. Okay. Um, just for anybody playing at home, if you want to go to whiskeyandwonder.com and check out uh, the whiskeys, under the whiskey menu at the top, there's a page called the whiskeys we've done. It's got everything broken down into, <clears throat> excuse me, into categories, bourbon, scotches, rye, Irish, Japanese, Canadian, and other styles. So... Everything we've done, with the exception of this episode, which I will add once it airs, will be up for voting on mm-hmm. uh, what Megan and I think is the whiskey of the year. Now, if you've not been with us before, the way we do this is we do it NCAA bracket style. Uh, we each pick two whiskeys, and we don't tell the other, and we compare... We'll do my two, then we'll do Megan's two, and we'll pick a winner from each, from my two, and a winner from her two, and then we'll pit the two winners head to head. Yep. And um, see which one we think is the best, and that's the whiskey of the year. Now, I will say there, I am putting one whiskey off limits <coughs> from the pure and simple fact of I have about half of a finger left of it, and I don't know where I can get more of it. So okay. It is fair. Knob Creek Fifteen. Um, Okay. Which, for reference, was episode... Uh, I just saw it earlier. Where was it? Um, It is on here somewhere. Anyway. Knob Creek... Oh, there it is. Knob, episode 83. Uh, Megan gave it an 8. I gave it a 9. Uh, it was very good. We both enjoyed it. It was very mapley, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that will not be... That will be one we Can't cannot one. pick from. Now, okay. if you want to play along, go to whiskeywonder.com under the whiskeys we've tried, whiskey menu, the whiskeys we've tried. Everything from episode 60, including episode 60, up until the present, which is episode 96, will be eligible for us to pick from. Now, I think this is funny. So we're going to go through and we're going to see how many tens Megan's has, Megan has given in that time. Oh, do you, boy. Do you, do you want to compile a list, Megan? Or, yep, I'm going to write it down. Yeah, all right. I figured <laughs> she might. So we're going, to, we're going to break it down by category here. The first one was, shockingly, not episode 60. It was episode 61. <laughs> it took two episodes for Megan to give out a 10 in 2022. And that was the Old Forester 1910 uh, just for reference, I gave that an eight and a half. It looks like Megan's, uh, in the bourbon category, Megan's next 10 was the Eagle Rare, which was episode 72. She gave it a 10, I gave it a nine. <coughs> Megan's next one, next 10 was episode 75, <laughs> where it was the Four Roses Small Batch Selected is the dark brown label. Megan gave it a 10. I gave it an eight. Uh, we'll scooch on down. Oh, that's okay. That's why that was like that. Actually. 
Um, so Megan's next. Sorry, I'm correcting some stuff on the website here. Um, Megan's next 10 was in the bourbon category was none. So she did not give any more tens in the bourbon. Three bourbons got tens Three this bourbons. year. Okay. Okay. Um, no scotches. Okay. No scotches got a 10. Rise. Um, it would appear no rise got a 10, although she did give a nine. Um, no. Oh, no. The uh, Tullamore Dew 12 year in episode 88. Megan gave it a 10. I gave it an eight. What's she, 12 year? Uh, Tullamore 12, yep, the purple one. Okay. Uh, no, we, we've only ever done two Canadian whiskeys, so neither one of those uh, were 10s. Um, and we did two Japanese whiskeys this year, and Megan gave one of them a 10. That was the Yamazaki 12 years. What episode? That was episode 79. I gave it, oops, I gave it a seven and a half for reference. Yamazaki, which one? 12. Yamazaki, 12 year. It's that bottle in the back, or the box in the back there. Okay, so far we've, I've had 10, no, five tens. Uh, we have not gotten all the way through. Let me just oh, run fuck. through the other ones. Um, yep, nope, that's it. That's five, it? Five tens, that's it. Five tens in a whole year is not a lot of well, tens. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um, I'd be interested to go back and look at last year's as well. I already see two, three from last year, and that wasn't even the bourbon category. <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe uh might be worth, I don't know what your schedule looks like. We'll have to figure it out, but maybe we can go through and have Megan taste all, all of, of her, my tens, all of her tens and kind of re-rate those oh. next week. In oh, addition. we can make that like a special and just get me fucked up. Yeah, it's the end of the year special. That's basically what we do. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, that sounds that sounds nice. I'll have to make sure I have enough to do all that. I think I do. I know I have the old Forester. I know I have Eagle Rare. I know I have Four Roses Small Batch and the Yamazaki. So I think I have Tullamore. I have Tullamore Dew as well. All right, oh, well, yeah, you have that one too. I bought you. Yep. I've since found it in several other ABC stores, so maybe it's getting a little bit easier to find here. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking we'll do that next week. Oh, no. Megan's, My camera, Megan's I'm gone. Ca- oh. oh, no, Tyler's camera. Tyler's gone. <laughs> I w- will it say that? Uh, I'm guessing it does say that on the thing. Yeah, oh. it shows everything. Yeah, I hit the button. I guess it's only half an hour. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so we'll, uh, apart from some technical difficulties, we'll plan for that for next week's episode. All right. And then after that, we'll get back to what was originally promised like six months ago, the second part of the Bermuda Triangle. I have not forgotten. I don't remember where I was, but I've not forgotten either. I'm, my life exploded. Imploded. Yep. So if you didn't hear that story, go check out last week's episode. For sure. Um, so if y'all want to play along at home, Go check out the whiskeys we've tried and take a guess at what you think Megan and I will pick, what we will uh, end up ultimately end up voting in. Um, 
Yeah, and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think, what you would pick. All sorts of all sorts of cool stuff. Um, if you have anything that you think should be in the uh, the bracket, comment mm-hmm. and let us know. Maybe you'll sway us. I I know. Uh, one other thing, we need to pick a standby, at least one standby, if not two. I know Megan's got five, <laughs> so uh, just in case we pick the same thing, because there was a lot of overlap. Things that we we agreed on were being very good. So I think uh, I think that's pretty much it. Any you have any disagreements with all that? No, that sounds like an awesome idea to me. I'm okay. good. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, y'all. All right, guys. I guess uh, is there another button to hit? Are we done? Uh, just uh, this one. Oh wow. Okay. I mean, still getting back in the swing of things. Thank you guys for sticking around this long. Thank you to everyone who likes, subscribes, donates, rates us, reviews us, tells your friends, does all the amazing things. Thank Deals you. Deals for... with our uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Hammers cutting off. We are unprofessional professionals, and. Uh, I mean, after we'll, we'll figure it out one day. Ninety-six episodes. I think you you get what you get, and we're uh, we're pretty awesome. I think me and Tyler are the best. The best. <laughs> we're the best around. You're never gonna get this song out of your head. <laughs> yep. I was just like, wow. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> next week. I'll be sitting here. Going, I'm a, I'm a, I have a real na, talent na, for na, that. Na, 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 na. So that being said, uh, thank you guys so much. We cannot wait to see you again for the end of year special. We hope you enjoyed and uh, we hope to see you soon. Don't drink and drive. Cheers.